You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Hallelujah. Our God is good. Praise God. You see, anytime you make up your mind to come into God's house, you must be expectant. Praise the Lord. He is God. Amen. I said anytime we come to his house, we must come with expectations. Praise the Lord. In the beginning when God was introduced to us, Genesis 1.1, the situation was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. But once God spoke, what happened? He said, let there be light. And what happened? Did darkness struggle with light? What happened? Immediately, there was light. Praise the Lord. So no matter how life has been for you, no matter how your day has been, no matter how your week has been, no matter how 2020 has been for you, it does not matter. Anytime you have an opportunity to make it into his presence, you must wind up your faith. Because with God... All things are what? Possible. Just anything and everything can be done wherever God is. And God is here. Say to yourself, I know God is here. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And the song says, kings and kingdoms will show what? Pass away. But the name of Jesus. Mm-mm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, quickly come with me to John chapter 19. We're going to look at quite a few places in the scriptures, and I trust the Lord to lead us as we do that, to breathe life, breathe insight, breathe understanding in the name of Jesus, that our eyes will behold wonderful things from his word. John chapter 19 I'll read quickly from verse 1. I'm actually going to verse 10 and 11, but for background. So we read, So then Pilate took Jesus and scorched him. And the soldiers twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe. Then they said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they struck him with their hands. Pilate then went out again and said to them, Behold, I'm bringing him out to you that you may know that I find no fault in him. Verse 5, Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, and Pilate said to them, Behold the man. Therefore when the chief priests and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, You take him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law. And according to our law, he ought to die because he made himself the son of God. Therefore, when Pilate heard that saying, he was the more afraid and went again into the praetorium and said to Jesus, where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Verse 10 and 11, let's read that together. Then Pilate said to him, are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have power to crucify you and power to release you? 11. Jesus answered, 
you could have no power at all against me unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has the greater sin. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Brethren, brothers and sisters, the word of the Lord and the understanding of the Lord de demands that you and I know where the source of power is. The psalmist says, once hast thou spoken and twice have I heard that word. Power belongs to God. Power belongs to God. Power belongs to God. Or rather, you can put it this way, power flows from God. Because as we can see in this short text we are reading now, at this point, Pilate said, don't you know, this is a man whose bones, I'm sure must have also, bones take a long time to, to, to rot, right? I'm sure his must have gotten rot now, rotten down and there will be nothing remaining. This is a man speaking to his creator. And he was saying what? Don't you know I have power to crucify you or power to release you? What he didn't know was at that time, he didn't have power to release him. Praise the Lord. But in essence, he was sitting on a throne. And this throne gave him a semblance of power. And he imagined that he was calling the shots. But the Bible says that Jesus was delivered to Pilate according to the predetermined counsel of God. What am I trying to say to us this evening? That you and I as believers must settle, must convince ourselves, must persuade ourselves. If you believe in God, especially the true God, praise the Lord. There are many that men at you know are called gods that are no gods but if you believe in this true god then you must know that power over all things power over nature power over politics power over life power over the the biosphere the atmosphere the every fair belongs to who belongs to god power belongs to god praise the lord in the course of life in the course of the unfolding of life, God will permit different things and different persons and different organizations and different institutions to exercise that power. But the ultimate control of power remains with him. Praise the Lord. So our Lord Jesus here corrected Pilate when he said, you don't have that power. It was what? Given to you. And that's where we get the word authority. That's why when our Lord Jesus Christ died and rose, what did he say to us? He said to us, all authority in heaven has been given to me. And then he says, well, go therefore. So we go with his authority because power still belongs to God. Even the devil, the noise he makes and all that he does is still what? It's still allocated power. As you would understand when you read the book of Job. In the book of Job, God said to Satan, where are you coming from? He said, I've what? I've been busy going to and fro the earth, and I'm looking for who to deal with. And he said, have you considered my what? Servant Job. And he said, I've considered him, but my hands are tied. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
He didn't say he has not considered him. In fact, he probably had considered him more than any other person on the surface of the earth. Because Job was pleasing to the Lord, and the devil likes to want, you know, deal with those who are pleasing to the Lord. He's, he's not his fault. He's jealous. He's rejected. He's sentenced. He's the only condemned person that is walking on the surface of the earth. Every other creature on earth is available for redemption. But Satan is the one whose end has been determined. Praise the Lord. So as we live and move, we observe people. Nobody is condemned until he takes his last breath. But Satan, there is nothing he can do. Anyway, so he had considered Job over and over. And what did he say to God? He said to God, how can I touch him? Have you God not what built and heard around him? Have you not raised a standard around him that I, no matter my fury, no matter my wrath, cannot touch him. That's what he answered. What was he saying? He was saying to God, you have kept this one out of bounds to me. When you understand this, you can enter into the place of where you are fearless. Somebody say fearless. Fearless is the place where every Christian must come to be. Where you fear nothing else. Where you know that if God be for you, it's not just that you say it, that if God be for you, nothing, nothing, no foe, no sickness, no enemy can succeed against you. Praise the Lord. You see, there is one creator. We never, you know, take that for granted. Part of the things I do when I pray is that I establish who created the world. Praise the Lord. Establish the creator. Not just creator, he's the masterminder. Praise the Lord. Not just the masterminder, he's alpha. That's before the beginning. You know, an architect can build a house for you, but before he build a house, you may have imagined, is that plain house still in Asokoro? Has it fallen? It's still there, right? So you could have imagined to build a house that looks like a fish. Then you call the architect and he designs you a house that looks like a fish. Even though the architect designs and the engineers build, you are what? The alpha, you thought it first. Are you getting what I'm saying? But concerning the world, nobody thought the world first. That's why our God is what? Alpha and what? Omega. He thought it, he planned it, he spoke it, he created it, he engineered it, he architected it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see? And he is the maintenance officer. So you remind yourself that what? God is alpha and what? Omega in his world. And any other person operating in this world operates by submission and adjustment and surrender to his authority. That's what our Lord Jesus was saying here. Yes, he had said to the disciples, this is the hour and the power of darkness. It has been given to them, but that power is allocated. So he reminded Pilate, you don't have power over me. My father gave you the power. And I agreed to that power at the garden when I said, not my will, but what? Yours be done. And I did all of that because, like we've been singing tonight, because I love these people. It is love that constrained him. For God so loved the world, he gave his son. For the son so loved us, he laid his life. He said, look at what our Lord Jesus Christ said. He said, no man takes my life. He was not robbed. He was not overpowered. He was not murdered. He laid his life down. 
And because he laid it down, the things that happened could happen. What are we saying tonight? What we're saying tonight is this child of God, you must, in spite of what you see, in spite of what you hear, in spite of what you experience, know that the ultimate changer of situations is God. Praise the Lord. It's God. God controls every situation. In the final analysis, men will make their choices. Men will choose their paths. Men will answer to the choices they make. But God is the one that is the final determinant of outcomes. That power has not been given to anybody. Let's look at a classical case that we're familiar with and then we, we, we take it from there. Come with me to the book of Joshua. The nation of Israel had come out from Egypt, you know, and had spent a lot of time in the wilderness. God took away Moses and commissioned Joshua to take these people into the promised land. And as they went on that journey, there was a major, a major obstacle before them. And this major obstacle was a city called Jericho. Jericho was a city that had walls around it. That we understand from historians that chariots ran on top of the walls. That's how big the walls were. Houses were built on top of the walls. So the top of the walls was somebody's plot. That's how fortified this city was. And these desert uh, stragglers were going to have to face this mighty nation. And while Joshua was meditating, we looked at the scripture. I think that was Wednesday. Meditating on how is he going to do this. And praying, the Lord appeared to him. And he went to the Lord and said, Are you for us or for adversaries? And the Lord answered to him, No, I'm not never on anybody's side. I'm the Lord. People join me on my side. I've come as the commander of the host of heaven. I control all things. So Joshua bowed before him. And it was given the instruction, Take off your sandals. And he surrendered. And the Lord said to him from Joshua chapter 6, We look at it. Verse 2, it says, And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have what? Given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. This is a statement of finality. I have given Jericho into your hands, its king and its mighty men of valor. It doesn't matter whether the army of Israel, remember these people whom Joshua had, they had killed all the men of war. Praise the Lord. These were the youths just coming up. Joshua and Caleb were the elders in that place. They didn't have age mates. Two of them were old, the rest were young. Praise the Lord. But God said, I have given what Jericho, its king, and its mighty men of valor. It is settled. When God gives his word, how it comes to pass is the story. But he has done it already. Praise the Lord. And that is why when our Lord Jesus Christ was on earth, He healed so many people, and he healed them in different ways. Some of them he healed by fax. Some of them he healed by a GSM network. He said, go, your son lives. And then when they meet, they find out that the people who were there confirmed that it was at that moment. Some of them he went. Some of them he used the direct um, method. He spat on the ground, mixed clay, and put in the eye, and sent to go and wash. What was he trying to say? He was trying to say that I am God. I heal anyhow. And if somebody is sick, trusting God for a touch, receive that touch anyhow. If your faith is that when you take Panadol, well, make sure that faith is strong, that God will make the Panadol to heal you, not that the Panadol will heal you. He is God. Praise the name of the Lord, somebody. 
So settle it. God works in diverse ways. But the most important thing we settle is that he works. He works. He heals sicknesses. He turns around situations. He removes kings, whether by the sword of man or without the sword of man. In this case, he said, Jericho, I've given to you. Now we know the rest of the story, how the victory was going to come. He said, let the, the, the priest go with the trumpet, you know, in front. Let the soldiers march behind. March round, you know, once every day. And on the seventh day, you march around for the seven times. And then you sh- they blow the trumpet, you shout, and the walls will come down. You know, lo and behold, these people were, were trusting enough. We're, we're childlike enough. I think who was sharing with us you know, about being childlike. We're childlike enough to take that instruction. You see, when I read the Bible, I ask myself questions. If God gave me that instruction today, would I really obey it? This is the toughest nation I'm going to confront. And what does he say to me? He says, march round and sleep. March round and sleep. March round and sleep. Marching, we've been marching. Sleeping will be sleeping. Do you understand what I'm saying? But you see, he's God. When you understand that the ultimate source of power, like we're learning today, is with him. If you don't like what God tells you, I beg, who will you consult? You know, when people are sick, when people have, you know, uh, some infirmities, most times they, 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 you see, they see a doctor, there's this advice that is always given, get a second opinion. Sometimes they thought opinion. The first person might say is this or that or the other. And then you, by the time you see the third person, you can see that the opinion is different. And the opinion of the third person is the correct one. But when God says something to you, whose opinion are you going to seek? Praise the Lord. Anyway, so these people were obedient enough, which is what I pray that you and I will be as well in Jesus' name. To follow this instruction. And they marched around. And they shouted. And the walls came down. And they had victory. However, in the process of that instruction, God has said to them as well, I'm going to do this thing, but this is what you should observe to do. When you get into Jericho, do not take the accursed things. Do not take them for yourself. But the silver, the gold, and all those, you're going to keep it and be sanctified through fire for the house of the Lord. And he gave them that instruction. When they went, the Bible records a man named Achan. And that is in chapter 7. This man, the Bible says, as the story continues, when he made his confession, that when he got in there, he saw a beautiful Babylonian garment. And he saw an hedge of gold. And he saw this and that. And he could not imagine, why would God say, I shouldn't have this? Praise the Lord. Long and short was that Achan took those things and went back and they were shouting, God has given us victory. God has given us victory. And Achan went and hid it in his tent. Now, without knowing that, chapter 7, Joshua says, Now, the next city that we're going to confront is Ai. And he sent men from Jericho, verse 2, Joshua 7, 2. Now, Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside beth Even on the east side of Bethel, and spoke to them, saying, Go up and spy out the country. So the men went up and spied out Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said to him, Do not let all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and attack Ai. Do not weary the people, all the people. For the people of Ai are what? Are what? Few. 
They are just finished fighting the ones that are many. Okay? So this is a few nation. So they said, fight them with what? A handful of people. And they got ready these two, three thousand people. Verse 4 says, so about three thousand men went up. But surprisingly, the Bible says they did what? They fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai struck down about 36 men. For they chased them from before the gate as far as Shebarim and struck them down on the descent. Therefore, the hearts of the people melted and became like water. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until evening. He and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, Lord God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites, to destroy us? He forgot the victory that God had just given Oh that, oh, that we had been content and dwelt on the other side of the Jordan. Oh, Lord, what shall I say when Israel turns us back before its enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear it, and surround us and cut off our name from the earth. Then what will you do for your great name? Now we see Joshua's prayers and conversation with the Lord. He asked a question. The thing I want you to pick with me here in verse 8. He says, Oh Lord, what shall I say when Israel turns his back before its enemies? Let me explain what is going on here. Joshua understood what you and I are learning today. That victory is of the Lord. Praise the Lord. So when this thing happened, Joshua was not asking, which strategy did the people of Ai fight with? He was saying, God, how come you did not give us victory over these ones? Child of God, if you want to make serious progress as a Christian, you must have this understanding. You see, the child of God that goes out and makes money and comes back must say, Lord, I thank you for giving me what? This increase, this power to get wealth. The child of God that goes out and something good happens, you must understand that God is the source. Praise the Lord. If you don't have that understanding, you will be very, very open to the devil to play tricks on you. Because the moment you fail to acknowledge your source and to know that God is the one doing it, then you cannot really go far. In fact, if you go far, it will be for a great fall. That will not be anybody's portion in Jesus' name. So Joshua acknowledging, you gave us victory over mighty Jericho. What has happened with Ai? It was a wise thing he did, that he sought the Lord. He didn't send 6,000 men. Some of us, maybe if you were me, you know, us without understanding, we'll say, okay, we sent only 3,000. We should have sent 10,000. And then they'll send 10,000. But immediately Joshua said, no. Why? Because as Christians and as believers in this true God, we understand and know that the source of everything physical is spiritual. Praise the Lord. Our world, we see it physically, but the Bible makes us understand that the things which are not seen are more real than the things which are visible. The things which are visible are passing, tangible, are passing away, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Everything that happens in the physical is first determined in the spiritual. Just like we mentioned when we referred to the case of Job. Whatever was happening in Job's life, Satan could not touch him. Why? Because Job did not have a big fence around his property. No, what Job had was a spiritual hedge. Praise the Lord. 
And that was what the devil was seeing. And that was why his animals were not having those infirmities. That's why his children were protected. It wasn't the size of the fence. It was not the size of his security guards. It was not the size of, it was not the number of uh, 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 vitamin E and D and uh, 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 Z, zinc and all of that. They were taking, it, there was a spiritual hedge. Praise the Lord. This was what was happening. And the devil knew what the, the source was. They said, God, you are the one keeping Job. So Joshua here is saying, God, you are the one keeping us. What happened here? What happened? Why are we fleeing before our enemies? Look at what he went on to say, verse 9. Verse 9 says, For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the Lord will hear it and surround us and do what? And cut off Israel. Is that what he said? No. He says, and cut off what? Our name from the earth. Then what will you do about your name? What is Joshua saying? Joshua is saying, we are a people who are attached to you. When our Lord Jesus taught us to pray, he said, pray in this manner. Our Father, which are in heaven, what? Hallowed be your name. We've learned here that that is the sum total of our prayer. That prayer cancels every other thing you say in between. And that is what our Lord Jesus taught us at the garden. He said, well, nevertheless, not my will, but what? Your will be done. So, no matter the situation I'm in, and no matter what I desire for myself, you know the Bible says, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe you have them and you shall have them. Yes, but when I finish saying all that thing, what do I say? Our Father in heaven, which word? Which are in heaven, hallowed word. So, if what I'm asking is not in line with your name being glorified, what happens? Leave what I'm asking and what? Glorify your name. That's what he said. That's what he said. Because at the end of that prayer, what did our Lord Jesus say? For thine is what? The kingdom. Thine is what? The power. And thine is what? The glory. The glory is the testimony. So even when I can't explain it, some of us are in situations now that you can't explain it. This is not where you want to be. This is not what you want it to be. This is not what you expected it to be. But do you know that heaven is boasting over you now? You may not know. You see, we read the Bible. Job never knew that God was boasting about him. He was completely in the dark. You're a sister here, you're a brother. I don't know what it is. You're a family, a couple. God is boasting. For thine is what? The kingdom, the power, and the glory. He's getting glory over your situation now. You may not be aware. But he's looking at it, he said, that's my son. Those are, that's my daughter. I'm pleased with her. I'm pleased with him. Okay? So Joshua said, Lord, what are you going to do about your name? Yes, they'll cut off us, but they are going to say God is no longer as great as he is. That's what happened. So God, you know, answered. Verse 10. So the Lord said to Joshua, say, get up. Get up. Why do you lie thus on your face? Verse 11 says what? Israel, what? Has sinned. And have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. For they have even taken some of their customs and are both stolen and deceived. And have also put it among their own stuff. Because of that, verse 12, consequence, action, reaction. Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies. But turn their backs before their enemies because they have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you anymore unless you destroy the accursed from among you. Verse 13 says, get up, sanctify the people and say, sanctify yourself for tomorrow. 
Because thus says the Lord, there is an accosting in your midst, O Israel. You cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accosting from among you. This is the word of the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Remember, ultimate power word flows from him. And if you're not pleasing to him, what does he then do? Now, he's made a covenant with Israel. He said, I'll be their father and they'll be my what? Children. Now, if I'm their father, what should I get from them? Honor. What is honor? Honor is simply obedience. Okay? So, if their father says, go and do this, don't take their custody. And they go and do it and take it. In the spirit, you know what the devil will be saying? Look at what your children are doing. That's why God has to step back. Now, in that stepping back, what happens? It's as though the enemy is now more powerful. Those who live on earth will be saying, Ah, did you see what AI did? Did you see how AI defeated these people? Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Did you see how strong AI was? But in the spirit, there's an understanding that the people of God has, have, you know, gone out of the covenant. Our safety is in the covenant. We sang about the love. Jesus Christ says, our Lord Jesus said to us, He says, as I've kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. There is a living in his love. If I step out of that love, the same love, if it is my father, will do what? It says, every father scourges a son whom he will accept. Because somebody might be thinking, okay, the children of AI are not his children, Abby. The people of AI are not his own. The children of Israel are his own. Why should he take side? Why he has to take side is that if you have children and you see your seven-year-old boy misbehaving on the street with other seven-year-old boys, how many of them will you spank? Will you spank all of them? If you spank all of them, you might be considered a madman. What you do is that you tell all of them, go home, take your child home, and you can be smiling in public, isn't it? And then when you get home, you show that boy that Nami born you. You understand what I'm saying? And I will not allow you to be useless. I will not allow you to be run over by a car. Why? Because there is a particular love you have for that child beyond what you have for the other children. So discipline is as a result of love. Where there is no discipline is actually a manifestation of lack of interest. You see, when you engage a coach, how many of us watch tennis now? When, you, when a, a tennis player engages a coach, he pays the coach, but he pays that coach to do what? To train him and discipline him. The tennis player, you know, uh, um, um, Nadal, Nadal is said to be one of the most humble tennis players. That's why he has succeeded so much. You know what? I believe it with some of them, even from their behavior on, 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 on the court, you will know that some of these people will warn their coaches and say, I'm the one paying you. But you see, a humble player will pay the coach and take instructions from him, no matter the condition. Praise the Lord. So these people said to God, what is going on? And God says, I'm disciplining you. You are my children. I will not allow an accosting to be in your midst. If I find it, I withdraw. And the enemy will gain victory. So what happened here was this. And very interesting point. Verse 11, look at what God said. God said, Israel has sinned. He didn't say Achan has sinned. And, you know, when I saw this again today, I was searching, you know, I was trying to be sure that about 50 of them or 100 of them did this thing. And it's still only Achan I found. Still only Achan. 
Now, now, the, the other day we mentioned how many of us remember Phinehas, the son of Eliezer, how he went with a, a javelin and pierced through a man and a woman, okay, the Israelite leader and the Moabite woman. It, it, how, what would you have thought, wouldn't it have been better if somebody in the camp, when he saw Achan stealing that thing, went and killed him? You know, 36 men died before this point. Brethren, sin is a killer. Has always been, will always be. The weakness of today's church is because we have downplayed the danger of sin. And that department is headed by Satan himself. When you talk about sin, you're judgmental. When you talk about sin, you're legalistic. When you talk about sin, read Old Testament, Middle Testament, you know, Improved Testament, New Testament, After Testament, the final result after Revelation. Jesus is still talking about what? Sin. Sin is the problem. And when we come to our nation, Nigeria, now, which is where we are now, the problem we have is not the supremacy of the Islamist. It is that these people are living according to their ways. They are evil, they are schemes, they are pursuing it to 100%. But can we be said to be 100% following our own? And that is why it's as though we are weak before them. That is why it's as though we don't have a stand before them. Why? Because God in his holiness, you see, that's why also part of the prayers we're going to pray for Nigeria is for your namesake, which means, Lord, just cover us. You see, let the blood cover us and arise what? For your own namesake. Because this is what it says. One person, and he says Israel has sinned. One person. He said Israel has sinned. Imagine our own case. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Praise the Lord. That cleanses us from all unrighteousness. But then the blood does not cleanse in advance. I hope you know that. If we confess our sins, it's what? Faithful and just. Before we confess, what is happening? It's hanging now. That's what the scripture says. Unconfessed sin is a problem. When the Bible tells us in James, is any man sick amongst you, say, let him send for the elders. And let him pray for him, what? Anointing him with oil. And if he has committed anything, what will happen? It will be, that means it needed to be, you know some people are teaching now that once you're born again, your sin is automatically and irrevocably and uh, permanently and future, futuristically. No, it says if he has committed anything, it will be. Talking about believers. Anyway, so the point I want us to get here is this. I want you to leave church tonight knowing that the devil has nothing on the Christian. The world has nothing. There is no power. Who can stand against the Lord's now? There's nobody. Power belongs to God. In this case, AI will be celebrating. We've defeated Israel. We've defeated Israel. They didn't defeat Israel. Sin defeated Israel. As we can see, as we read on the story. When they solved the problem and when they wiped out the people. On Sunday, we began to say, we read the passage which says, until righteousness is poured on from high. That is our strength. What does the Bible say? Righteousness does what to a nation? Exalts a nation. But sin is what? A reproach to all people. One translation says, sin is an equal opportunity destroyer. Anywhere you put it, it will destroy things. Put sin in a marriage, it will destroy Put sin in a family, it will destroy. Put sin in a human, it is a destroyer anywhere. 
And that's why our assignment is so important as children of light. As children of light, as much more than one can ever emphasize. Our assignment on earth is to show people that righteousness is sweet. Praise the Lord. At a stage in my Christian life, and that is why you must be patient with people. You know, as we come journey on this life. At a stage in my life, when I got born again, I was imagining how I would miss the sin. You understand what I'm saying? But you see, as you grow, like the psalmist said, taste and see that what? The Lord is good. Just like the scripture says, no man having tasted the old wine desires the new. But the problem is that the Christians of today are not pressing into the new. So most people are just busy turning back. Let me tell you, the reason there is so much pressure for prosperity and all of that is that people have not tasted the fellowship of the Lord. The fellowship of the Spirit. When you're in the presence of God, I tell you, you feel like... Some people, there's a word they say, starstruck, Abby. That means you meet a star that is on television. You meet him live. That makes you starstruck. What does it make you do? It makes you shake. You don't know what to do, Abby. When you are in the presence of Jehovah, are you getting what I'm saying? When you know his presence, when you know the beauty of his embrace, you are not starstruck. You're star eliminated. You don't even exist again. Down at your feet, O oh Lord, is what? Is the most high place. In your presence, I what? You see, I seek your faith. When believers know the beauty of God's presence, you will know that anything that telling you to turn away from does not compare. One of the parables that Lord Jesus taught us about the kingdom is that the kingdom of heaven is like a man who finds a treasure in a field. One treasure. What does he sell? He doesn't sell one land. He sells everything he has. We have a problem of not seeing. The beauty of lying down on your bed in the night and knowing that this day you have spent it with the Lord. You have not put any iniquity before you. And when it came, you were able to pass through that tempt. You have, not that you're perfect, but you're walking with him. God said to Abraham, walk before me and what? Be blameless. That you're walking with him. It's a joy. It doesn't matter what the world is saying. You just know that you are the Lord and he's yours. I belong to him and he belongs to me. I thank God for that song. That, that's one of, you know, I, all, my, all my wife's songs are the best to me. But hallelujah, Jesus is mine and I am his. The, what can you compare? And like I told you here many times, I've had the experience in the natural life. When I had an auntie who was an Israelite, when I sit by hand for the whole day, I'm not hungry. I will just hold her hand like this because I'm holding the hand of someone who came from heaven. You know, when we were young, we thought Israel was in heaven. How many of us realized later? When we read the Bible, you know, Israel. So this woman is red and white. How many white people had I seen? So she'll come, I'll just sit by her and then I won't eat. Not just I won't eat, I'm not hungry. Food is a distraction. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I get what I'm saying. So when we understand this, we will press in. The Bible calls it the beauty of holiness. And then you know what? In that place, we are strong. It's in that position that a child of God will stand. And then the world will be saying, why did you fight me? Why did you do this to me? You've not done anything to them. It's just holiness that is dealing with them. You see, one of the basic principles of medicine you know, if anybody here is in the medical practice, it's clean, clean, cleanliness. If something is clean, in fact, most of the things that they call treatment is just keeping it clean. 
If the physical body responds to cleanliness, what do you think your spiritual body will do? Many sicknesses and infirmities people are suffering, both spiritual and otherwise. You know, somebody says, I must marry today, tomorrow. What are you watching? What are you looking at? Who are you engaged? Are you accepting every friend request? If you... (laughs) Praise the Lord. The Bible says, in a great house, what? There are many what? Vessels. Some for honor and some for dishonor. He says there are vessels of gold, silver, you know, bronze and all of that. But he says, if any man what? Cleanses himself. Cleanses himself. He shall be a vessel what? Fit. Honor. Fit for the master's use. It's about cleansing. Why? Because God has power. Praise the Lord. God has power. The race we are running is a race of proximity. We want to be as close to him as possible. And when we are as close to him as possible, we understand that anything happening around us, they have to go to him with paper and say, Baba, please, uh, we want to delay uh, Sister So a little. Can you approve? He will look at it and say, uh, we are in love. You can delay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried. She's, she's enjoying me. I'm enjoying her. It won't be that somebody from the village, and that's where we get all this, you know, pressures and teachings that people, you know, distract themselves within the church. It's not midnight prayer that will deliver you. It's neither is it the afternoon one. Neither is it the one you stand with one leg. Neither is it the one you're naked. None of those things. What it is, is this. If the Lord be for you, who can what? Be against. If God is for you, it doesn't matter. Do midnight prayer because you want to pray without distraction. But don't do it because at that time you will knock out the devil. They are particular. They say there is one devil from the village. It's at this time that they will pray. This is the time you meet it in the air. Do you understand? When you do that, you're beginning to forget that power resides with God. He doesn't share it with anyone. If God says, now enough, that's it. Remember the madman of gathering. His notoriety in that reign, in that area, was, I mean, he reached everywhere. What did Jesus do with him? He said, come out. He said, come out from him. What was he saying? He was saying, you are the son of God. Don't cast me out. Don't send me out before my time. The next thing we found was, he was begging. Okay, please. I'm going to go out, but let me go to the peaks. Why? Because power. You need to understand as a child of God, the Bible says you and I are seated in heavenly places, in the neighborhood of principalities and powers. No, now. We are seated, what? Far above. Far above. If we find them in our neighborhood, you know what has happened? They can't come up. It means we came down. If you find yourself rubbing shoulders with principalities and powers, they cannot come up. The Bible says the presence of God, he dwells in light unapproachable. They can't come near him. It means the believer came down. So it's time to go up again. Praise the Lord. In our nation, what we're experiencing is that so many have come down. So many have come down. You know, when you talk about our nation, you must consider that we also have unbelievers and all of that. But for the children of light, there should be records being taken that there are people in this country whose case is always different. Praise the Lord. Why? Because their God fights for them. Their God defends them. Their God blesses them. Their God preserves them. Their God satisfies them. Let me put that very important. Because satisfaction is the blessing of the Lord. It's not really the quantity. It is a contentment. Godliness with what? That is great gain. Because there are many, like we can see from the palliative discovery, 
Things don't happen for this 2020. And you know, most of these things, when they're happening, I want to, you know when this whole palliative study, I thought it was, it was some fake story. But you can see that it's, it's really happening. And like I said the other time, who knows other ones that are happening we don't know. Who knows? Let's rise on our feet. We're going to pray, you know, for ourselves. And we're going to pray for our country. God said to Joshua, Israel has sinned. The whole Israel didn't sin. But the whole Israel suffered consequences. We're going to pray for revelation. A revelation of God's righteousness. A revelation of God's power. A revelation of the way things work. Jesus said, you could have no power. Some of us are still afraid of one thing or the other. I want you to pray, Lord, open my eyes. The songwriter says, to see you high and lifted up. I want to see you as you are my God. Praise the Lord. And this God is for you. Praise God. God is for me. God is for the believer. God is for us. I want us to ask the Lord, Lord, open my eyes. I want to see you. You are the most high God. Let me see your awesomeness. Let me see your power. Let me see your majesty. Let me see that you can turn situations around. Our sister sang, only you can do what no man can do. Only you can turn every situation around. God can tonight. It won't take him anything. It won't take him anything. But I, I need to see you like that so that I can have peace. So that my heart can be quieted. Lord, I need to see you. Even in the affairs of my country. With all the noises that are going on. All the different people that are speaking. All the plottings and all the gang ups and all the denials and all the things that are happening all over. Lord, I need to see you superintending over everything. That's where I've seen. I've seen that God is running it. And what I know is that God's name will continue to be glorified. When the story is told and it's over, it will be said, what great thing the Lord had done. But Lord, as it unfolds, let me see you. Open my eyes. And I want you to pray for your own situation, your own circumstance. God is. God is. Is it a financial uh, a timeline that you have? Are you sick in the body? Is there something that is bothering you? Then I need you to understand that God is what? Almighty. He can handle it. He does handle it. Tell the Lord, Lord, my eyes are lifted to you. You are my God. You are the source of my strength. You are the glory and the lifter of my head. You are the Jehovah Rapha. You heal my diseases. You heal my afflictions. You make a way for me. You, you lift my head. You answer me. You deliver me. You turn my mourning into dancing. That is who you are. You are my God. Beyond and over. Some situations have been there. Some looks, I mean, you can imagine our Lord Jesus, you know, standing before Pilate. And Pilate would have wondered, I'm in charge here. He was in charge, unquote. But little did he know that God gave him the permission. It doesn't matter how it looks. Lord, you are almighty. And in my life, in my situation, I declare that you are in control. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Now, we're going to pray a prayer. I don't have time to break it out. Habakkuk chapter 2. In Habakkuk chapter 2, 
verse 9 to 14. I'll just read it. This, I believe, doesn't, um, most part of it doesn't touch us. But can I have Habakkuk 2, uh, 9 to 14? Can I have it in the easy to read or the living Bible? Any of the simpler ones? Or I'll read it from, I'll read it from my Amplified. Okay, let's read the living Bible. It says, Woe to you for getting rich by evil means, attempting to live beyond the reach of danger. By the murders you commit, you have shamed your name and forfeited your lives. The very stones on the walls of your homes cry out against you, and the beams and the ceilings echo what they say. Woe to you who build cities with money, gain from murdering and robbery. Has not the Lord decreed that godless nations, that godless nations' gains will turn to ashes in their hands? They work so hard, but all in vain. Look at 14. He says, The time will come when all the earth is filled as the waters fill the sea with an awareness of the glory of the Lord. The previous verses, when you go home, you can study them. It talks about what is happening in our country where people are building houses. Uh, Amplify says, Woe to him who obtains wicked gain for his house. Who thinks by so doing to set his nest on high that he may be preserved from calamity and delivered from the power of evil. Is he working now? He's not working now. He says you have devised shame to your house by cutting off and putting an end to many peoples. And you have sinned against and forfeited your own life. He said, for the stone shall cry out of the will, out of the world, built in sin, to accuse you, and the beam out of the woodwork will answer. This is what the leaders and the people over this nation have done over time. But the Bible says it's not going to be forever. Praise the Lord! It's not going because when such things happen, the people are saying, "Where is your God?" Just like they're asking many of us. We are, we are qualified for things, but we can't get into it because corruption and wickedness has covered up everywhere. Okay? You labor and you don't earn what you should get. I was discussing with my wife this month, and we said we're in a country where people are billionaires with no, no productivity. This is the only country such things happen. All you hear is that somebody is a billionaire. Say, ah, is it, is it, does he manufacture shoes? No. Does he make tires? No. What does he make? He was former this or a relation to this. That's all. That's what the scripture is saying. But verse 14 says, The time is coming when the earth shall be filled with the knowledge because what that knowledge does is that it puts everything in perspective. We're going to pray. Praise the Lord. We're going to say, Lord, be glorified. Let your glory be seen in our country. Let your glory be seen. Let men be shifted to their places. Let men be put in their seats. Let God be glorified. Lord be glorified. You, you see people boast and threaten and want other men to shake before them. Because of one thing or the other. But our God is in heaven. The most high. He rules over the affairs of the earth. We are saying Lord be glorified. Let AI know that they didn't win the battle. Let AI know that it was you who gave them the victory. Let AI know that you reign supreme above all. Lord be glorified. Let it end. These people have acquired. They have plotted. They have done all kinds of things. Look at their, their marjories is a strategy. 
They are keeping those people for all manner of things. But Lord, let your name be glorified. Let salvation, some way, we don't know how. Let those young ones be delivered from the hold of this wickedness. Lord, be glorified in our country. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. One more prayer we're going to pray quickly. The Lord reminded me this. After I told you about my usual ordeal with policemen. This was the scripture that turned things around for me. Titus. Titus chapter 3. He gave me a compassion and understanding and an appreciation of what had happened. And from then on, verse 3 please. Titus 3. 3. It says, let's read together everybody. He said, for we ourselves were also once what? Foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating what? One another. Anybody used to belong to that group? For we ourselves, when he showed me that, I said, ah, that's true. That's where I'm coming from. Now, why are we looking at this? So that when we look at the people outside, we have a heart of compassion. You can imagine the type of hunger that will make any human being go to that crowd. They were not going to get gold. They were going to get... The whole thing they can carry there will not be up to 40,000. The type of hunger that will make somebody go to that crowd, the government should call them and give them double. But let's leave those ones out. The ones that are greedy, say we were once there. Look at verse 4. See what verse 4 says. It says, but when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared. Verse 5, please. Not by works of righteousness which we have done. But according to his mercy, he saved us. He saved us by his love and kindness. The last prayer we're going to pray before we round up this meeting. Is Lord, these people, let them know your love. Let them know your kindness. Lord, let our world know it. That's why he saved us. So that's why we're still on earth. Let us pray. Go back to that verse uh, 3. Let's see these people who are disobedient, who are, filled, who are foolish, who are filled with greed. Lord, the same love that you revealed to me, that transformed me. Lord, reveal it to them. Lord, let your love, let your kindness, let your goodness let your plan of salvation be made known unto them. Let them know the love of God in Christ Jesus. Let them know they don't need all those things that are stealing. Let them know that wickedness does not pay. Let them know, let them know that you love them. Let them know, let them know that there is life after death. Let them know that it is appointed unto man who wants to die and thereafter judgment. Let them know that they can come into a place of sweet fellowship with you and don't have to be wicked anymore. Father, that we ask for mercy for our generation. We don't know how you do it. A revival, let it break out. Let your goodness, let your love, let your faithfulness, let your kindness be revealed to our world. Thank you, O Lord our God. In Jesus Christ's name we we'll pray. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. Praise Jesus.
been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.